We want to send you a free copy of our revolutionary book, The Freedom Model for Addictions. To help us bring this incredible gift to you, we ask that you pay a small fee for shipping. Learn how tens of thousands of people have permanently solved their addictions without steps or meetings and make 2023 your best year yet. Give yourself or someone you love the gift of total freedom from addiction. Click on the link to get your free copy sent to you today. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Mark Sheeran, and this is Michelle Dunbar, and we are the co-authors of The Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap. For those of you that don't know, you can get a free copy of this right here. Uh, just go to freebook.freedommodel.org. That's freebook.freedommodel.org. Okay, so we're going to get right into it. Is there, so this is our first recording in January. So happy new year again, everybody. Happy new year. <laughs> um, and uh, like, so is there a benefit to dry January? Everybody talks about dry January. It became a thing like, I don't know, three or four years ago mm -hmm. um, where, you know, you start off the new year and you kind of do a hard reset on your drinking habits and things do get a little haywire there between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of, a lot of celebrating, a lot of people kind of go, go a little crazy with food. I think the average weight gain is like five or six pounds during that much. The, yeah. It's a lot. My God. It's a lot. I didn't, That's I'm so good. happy. I didn't this year. Um, didn't go crazy because you get older and you're, um, your body isn't as forgiving with that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's tougher to get rid of it. Yeah. Well, and it just makes you feel like crap. Yeah. You know. It's true. Um and so if you're if you're like me, I don't like feeling like crap, so I this year I really didn't didn't go overboard. I I I cut back on exercising a little bit because it got super cold. Um and so that made me feel a little crappy. Yeah. But but I didn't go overboard, you know, with alcohol or sweets or anything like that. But, uh, but I know a lot of people do. And so is there a benefit to spending 30 days without alcohol or without sweets or carbs or whatever it is that you're trying to do the reset? I think the answer is yes, there is a value to it. I think that if you haven't read the freedom model, doing a 30 day sort of stop uh, without and you're doing AA or, or you have the conventional thinking in your mind. That's, that's that, it. Conventional thinking. Yeah. So if you think, boy, this is going to be tough. This is going to be a battle. I'm going to feel deprived of my wine at night. I'm going to feel deprived of my stress relief. This is going to be tough, but I got to do it because it's affecting my health or my marriage or whatever. That makes it tough. Mm. So the first thing I would suggest you do uh, and I'm probably a bit biased since I wrote the damn thing, mm -hmm. um, is get a copy, the free copy of the book and, and read it. And the reason is because it doesn't have to be a battle. Yeah. So I, I think that that's, so maybe a, a good dry January would be quit the drinking and read the book. And read the book while you're doing it. That, that, do the lessons. A, that's a really great point because if you spend, you know, whether you do a dry January or whether you give up something for Lent, um, if it feels like a huge sacrifice and the entire time you're thinking of what you're missing, you're focusing on, yeah. I'm being deprived, I'm missing out, 
well, probably you're going to, once January, once February 1st hits, you, you're probably just going to go right back to whatever habitual way you were drinking or eating or. Or even worse, it'll be an explosion. Right. Right. Know? Like, oh yeah, now, now I can, I'm, I'm back at track. I can go do what I want. It's kind of funny because during Lent, you know, every year, like we would be encouraged to give up sweets, give up sweets. And then on Easter Sunday, you get this basket filled with. <laughs> With sweets, right? That's a good point. And, and, and then you're, you, you, you know, I can remember my parents being like, don't eat everything before church. I mean, it'd be a huge basket filled with chocolate and marshmallow stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's so Mark's point is valid. It's, it really only will be helpful to you if your, if your goal is to change your relationship with whatever it is you're giving up for January. Yeah. So let's say that you've read the book. You understand that it doesn't need to be a battle. Well, let let me back up. I'm going to talk about how to reframe it from a battle to something that you want. Yeah. Let's start there. So that's good. So let's give a little lesson here. So, so some of you have no knowledge on the freedom model or you haven't read the book or you haven't looked at their videos or, or whatever, all the information we have out there. And so you're coming from a perspective that is culturally uh, driven and culturally uh, misinformation. It's cultural misinformation. It's it's actually a bunch of information that it is a battle, right. that it is difficult, and that it is a valiant battle. And everybody, you know, when people say, oh, I, I got two years sober, oh, good job. You know, we know how hard it is. Well, whenever we frame something that way, it becomes our truth and it becomes a battle. You know, it it becomes a sacrifice because we've built the drug up so much. So the first thing you have to do if you want it to be easy and seamless and, you know. Pleasant. Pleasant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is if you learn how to prefer the change. Yes. And the only way to prefer the change is to devalue the drug. See, what we've done in in our society is we've built the drug up into this massively powerful, magical thing. And as long as you keep that idea alive, which is mythology, which is misinformation, doesn't actually have that kind of magic. But if you keep that alive, well, of course you're going to want it. Who doesn't want something that is magical to them, that takes their stress away, that makes them escape, that takes their trauma away, that takes their anxiety away, that that makes them more productive, that makes them prettier, that makes them more sexual, makes them fight better, makes them, you know, calm Feel down. happier. Yeah. If, if all of that were true, the drug is very appetizing and it doesn't matter what the drug is. It could be alcohol, could be crack, could be heroin, whatever it might be, pot. Um, so the first step to taking care of this problem and having a pleasant dry January is understanding that the drug doesn't contain that, that power. Yeah. That's a really great point. And I, and I want to follow it up with another way to make it so that you're not feeling deprived is what is your motivation for your dry January? Is your motivation? Oh, this is a good point. Because you're feeling shameful about the way you're drinking or the way the way you're using substances or the way you're eating. Is your motivation because you feel like you should stop? Um, 
Is it because somebody has said to you as kind of, Hey, you better watch it. You're, you're, you're going a little crazy. I mean, what your motivation matters because it's not going to be a pleasant time. If you're what, how you're motivating yourself is I should be doing this. It's, I, I feel like a terrible person for what I, the way I've been behaving, the way I've been drinking, the way I've been using drugs. Um, it, the, the freedom model also helps you to kind of shed that stuff. The way to have a good dry January is to be, um, is to be motivated by the positives of what benefits do I see? What benefits can I get from not drinking for this 30 days? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now some of you have watched all the podcasts or watched a lot. So this might be somewhat repetitive, but for those that haven't had exposure to this, these are new ideas. And so we need to, so for anybody though, if you feel there is some sort of battle, some sort of internal strife, all that means is that you're deliberating Now, when you're deliberating a choice, when you're mulling through a choice and you're trying to figure something out, it's really important to have the facts on both sides of the coin of what you're trying to do. So if you were to pick a Volvo over a Toyota, for example, it would be very difficult to make the choice if you didn't have the facts on each of the cars. Well, it's really no different with making a preference change for alcohol or drugs. If you don't know the facts on what you actually have with heavy use, if, if, if the attributes you see and the value you see in smoking crack is, is really high, if the value is high, and that is, I really love the high, it takes me away, it does all these magical things, that, that is a problem because it's actually – the drug isn't actually producing all of those effects. And so that would be like you taking an old rusty Volvo and making it equal to a brand new Toyota or whatever, Mercedes, right? And But the facts are that the Volvo has 300,000 miles on it, is rusty, and doesn't run. Now, it's a car. You can get in it and, and be, you know, get out of the weather, but you're not going to go anywhere. But if you believe – if you believe that you're moving in that car, if you believe that it's it's as good as that Toyota, you're or even better, then you're never going to pick the Toyota. Here's my point. Let's let's make this about crack. If if crack did actually take you away and give you an escape and do all of these magical things, um, or drinking or drugging, whatever it might be, well, then you have a rusty old car, and you're lying to yourself. Right. Because if you experience it, and and we say this all the time, if you experience, if you say, no, it it really does give me, it it really does give me a a temporary escape. That's the most common myth. Yeah. um, Most common. It doesn't. You did that for yourself. Um, You've probably done it for yourself with other activities that you enjoy doing. Yeah, you give yourself permission to leave the world for a while mentally. And, And maybe go back and... And think of an activity that you really, maybe you don't do it anymore because you outgrew it or or maybe your substance use got more important and you kind of set it aside. If you think of an activity that you maybe used to really enjoy that was, did seem like a, you know, maybe it did seem like an escape for you. I, I was a runner. I ran until I was in my early thirties. I couldn't run anymore because I injured my hip. Um, but 
but that was an escape for me. Okay, let me let me get into the particulars of that. So, does does the earth underneath you as you're running, plus the wind in your face, plus the sun on your face, right, and all the sensations associated with that, actually come into your mind? So the air outside you, the road, the thumping, right? The yeah, motion. The, 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 yeah, repetitive. That was what I liked about yeah, it. The, it was, yeah. I okay. didn't even wear headphones or anything because I liked that, you know, the sounds of the of the birds and um, cars going by and like all of that. So does all of that actually go into your mind, the realm of your mind, and change you for you? Or – are you observing outside of yourself and distracting yourself with that stimuli? This is a very, very important nuance that I'm going through. Now, it's the same with drugs and alcohol. You take the drugs and alcohol into your body. You feel a physical sensation, whether it's an upper or downer. It's a physical sensation. And then, and then do you give yourself permission to mentally relax, even temporarily? The answer is yes. Absolutely. By focusing on this sensation. But did the drugs actually go into your mind and give you a, a reprieve of your stress and anxieties in life? No, it can't do that. So why is this nuance so important is because you're doing it. Yes. So you don't need the drug to do that, which automatically devalues the drug in a dramatic, dramatic way. When you get this nuance, it will change your life. You'll never Completely. see, yeah, you'll never see cocaine the same way you did or heroin or any drug. Or alcohol. Again. That's right. Or alcohol. And and the thing, the thing you're fighting, like, like the belief system surrounding drugs and alcohol is cultural um, in, in the West, in Western society. I mean, it is, it's everywhere. It's advertising. It's at sporting events. It's, um, it's on television. It's in your favorite podcast. It's, it's everywhere that, that it's this common misconception. It's not true. It's not reality, but that is why the belief is so strong in you because you've, you've, it's you've been reinforced endlessly bombarded. You're bombarded with those images and those ideas. And so if you're going to say, I'm going to, you know what, maybe, maybe you're two weeks into this dry January and you've spent it kind of like feeling a little bit, I saw a meme that said, um, that said, if you're, if you're feeling down coming, going into the new year, um, just give up carbs and alcohol for the month. And then you'll really know what down feels like. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of funny. Um, so, so, I mean, so there's this idea that, oh, if, if you're giving up alcohol, you're going to miss out. So if you spent the last couple of weeks feeling like you're missing out, maybe now spend the next couple of weeks the rest of January challenging yourself like, okay, so, so this freedom model people are telling me that, that I can get my escape and I can feel, um, I can feel the things that I feel like alcohol gives me doing something else. Well, go, go try it out. Yeah. And here, here's another thing that we have, we have something that may help a lot of you out there. And that's the freedom model online program. So, so some people can read a book, but because a book and reading requires a certain way of thinking, some people don't learn well with a book. I am definitely a visual guy, and let me explain what I mean. So 
I took drumming lessons for a while and, and we were working off of sheet music and I did this for about six months and I did not make progress. And I, I practiced my ass off. And then finally I got back to, to my teacher, my instructor. And I said to him, I said, listen, Don, can, can you just set up a drum set in front of me? Uh, the same direction I am. I'll look at your back and then I'm going to mimic what you do. And in less than 15 minutes, every single thing he tried to teach me, I was able to do because it was visual and I could hear it and I could see it. Yeah. But the transference of, of trying to learn from words and symbols to, it just didn't work. So here's my point. If you're sitting there and you're listening to this and it's starting to really make sense because we're giving you the words you may need a more comprehensive version of this. Right. Okay. Right, where it's pointed and. And we're talking to you. And, yes. And it's yes. video and it's visual. So we created the online program so that, so that those people that learn that way, we have 65 lessons that breaks each chapter down into basically three or four different sections. And if you go into the online program and do chapters 17 through 20, in this next couple of weeks. Oh yeah. And probably eight through 10. Those are the ones that seem to be the keys for these people that are really, really um, just pulled into that cultural paradigm. You do those chapters and all those lessons visually, and it's going to make a lot more sense to you what we're talking about. Yeah. We actually in there, will pull out the key points. I mean, we've, we've been working with people and teaching this for most of our adult lives. Well, 34 years. Yeah, so him, him for all of his adult life. Yeah. Um, and it's, so we took the key points that we knew were the sticklers for the most people we worked with and really drilled down on them. And so that's, and, and the truth of the matter is within the online program module, the, the actual online program module, there are, six modules in the full online program system um, that you will have access to. There's 65 videos that take you through the book in that online program module, but there are 30 more quick lesson videos in another module um, that are that we do every single week based on the people we're working with at the time. Right. So we're always learning and we're always taking lessons at a different angle. Yeah. So so the content just keeps increasing and increasing and we're hitting it from different ways and we're learning. There's always new research out there as well. That's yeah. valid. Um, so we have that. And, and of course we have the freedom model uh, for, for the family online program oh, in yeah, there as in well. The, in there as well. Yep. In that system. And then if you're somebody who's, who's also mixed up with AA and mm. you're trying to get away, but you're scared to do that. Well, I've seen a lot of that online lately. Yep. All of this will make a dry January brutally difficult. <laughs> For sure. Especially if you're being taught shit in AA that's just total fabricated nonsense that's keeping you trapped. Well, it doubles down on making you feel bad about yourself. I mean... And it builds the drug up. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the opposite of what people need to do to, to change their lives and to to build the life they want. So... For for those people, we have the deprogramming from AA seminar series in the online program as well. Uh, I, this isn't an ad, by the way. I, what I'm telling you is that there's a service out there for people like me. I built this with Michelle. It took us two years to build the damn thing. Um, 
so that so that people can learn because the book is is an amazing tool. Um, and there are, pro- I would say, probably sixty percent of the people that get the book get it because they read and they're like, "That makes sense. I need to just continue to study this." But then there's forty percent that go, "I just am not getting this," and I go, "Okay, I know what you need. You know, you need to be taught." Yeah. And then, of course, the 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 other stage is if if all of that seems like a struggle, then you need one on one help, and we can coach you. Yes, exactly. So. So, so let's get back to, all right, so you've decided I'm going to do this dry January. Oh, but you know, I like it's Friday and maybe, maybe it was a Friday and you decided to tie one on. And so now you screwed it all up, right? Dry January, forget it now. And then you just kind of go off the rails. You don't have to do that either. <laughs> yeah, it's not all or nothing. <laughs> it all or nothing. Um, that thinking clear has clear problems with it. Um, you can do and say, okay, because uh, I was that person. I was that all or nothing person Me for too. a really long time. And I think I stopped that about five or six years ago when I was like, Oh, because, because I would get and I would, if January would come and I'd be like, oh, I'm back going back to the gym and I'm going to eat better. And then, you know, it'd get to be like the second week in February. I would usually get that, that far second week in February and it'd be really cold and, and just miserable outside. And I'd be like, mm, not getting up to go to the gym today. And then I wouldn't go to the gym. And then it just was like a snowball rolling down the hill. I'll, all or nothing. And so then by the time I get to summer, I haven't done what I wanted to do. And I put on, you know, 10 pounds instead of lost it. Um, so yeah, that all or nothing is, is can actually be detrimental to you that all or nothing thinking. So if you get to a Friday and you tie one on, okay. It's yeah, it's not the end of it's the not world a big deal, you know? And so, so like, I, I'll tell people, yeah, I am abstinent most days, not because I feel like I need to be abstinent, not because I worry about drinking, not because any of those things, just because it's just not that important to me. And, um, and I, I'm happy not drinking, like super happy not drinking. Um, but if we're having a nice steak dinner, then I might want a Cabernet, you know? So, so for me, it's, it's, um, it's definitely just, not a big deal. But if for you, this dry January is a struggle, um, there are so many ways you can make it not a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it all comes down to see every single piece of drinking and drugging, the act of it is determined by your mind. Yeah. It's set in motion by thoughts and thoughts are based in your beliefs and information that you've been given. So in order to change your thoughts, you have to have different information. In order to, uh, once you've changed your thoughts, you can change your behaviors and it becomes easy if it's what you actually prefer. So then the question becomes, you have new thoughts, new information, then which of the information do you prefer? Do you prefer to moderate? Do you prefer to abstain? Do you prefer to tie one on on the weekends? Do you prefer any style thereof. So, but you can't really make that determination if if you have the same identical thoughts that the drug is doing A, B, C, D, and E, which it's not, and and you keep those thoughts, well, then you're going to crave it forever. 
you know? And then if you're an all or nothing person and you just decide that this is what I must do, that one drink equals a drunk, well, that belief system is 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 fraught with so much danger and misery. Yeah. And it's not inherently true. It becomes true if that's the information you have and you project that out in yourself and you continue to reinforce it. Um, so new information is crucial. It's, it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. I mean, if it, it, it really new information can help you to challenge what you actually like about this thing. And, and yeah. one of the things that you first have to get to the point where you're like, okay, I really do like this activity. If you're feeling deprived, it's because you really like that activity That's for right. some That's reason. Important. Okay. So, all right. What the heck is it I really like about it? What is it that I feel like I'm missing out on? And that can give you, and that's chapter four in our book. There's a whole listing of first primary reasons people really like heavy substance use. And then secondary reasons people really like heavy. I mean, there's, it's a long chapter, you know? And so, so if you figure out, okay, I, I, I really like it because it does this, 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 these benefits, I feel like I'm getting from it. Then that's when you can say, all right, does it really do that? Yeah. So let me jump in here. So chapter four has all those reasons, many of which are not true. Illusions. That's right. They're just, they're just something you've been taught by the booze companies, pharmaceutical companies, the treatment industry, your parents, your parents, movies, Hollywood, yeah. you know, and this has been reinforced for generations and about a hundred years worth of real hardcore propaganda. So, so we go through those reasons in chapter four, but, and this is where the online program is important because we yeah. go through all of them in detail. Um, and and then you can challenge the rest of the book is how to challenge that is how to look at it and go, is that true? Is that, yeah. what does the research tell us? And then when you realize that they're not true, right? then you go, oh my God, oh my God. So that, so I don't need that. Right. Cause the good news is you were doing it, right? You were doing it yourself, right? You, you were providing the benefits for yourself through the observation of a physical sensation. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, and it was because you enjoyed like any activity that you enjoy can give you the things you're getting from the activity of substance use that you enjoy. Right. 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 So I get that from riding my Harley. Yes. Or being with your grandson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smiles. Yeah. <laughs> little smiles. I mean, yeah. So, so, and all of these things are based on what Mark said, your beliefs, your perspectives, your thoughts. Um, so maybe, maybe as you're doing your dry January or whatever you're trying to change, it it really needs to start in your thoughts. It's, and, it's everything. Yeah. And not thinking of this as, oh, I'm going to do this because I have to do it. I'm going to do this. Oh, it's going to be awful. Like some of the memes I see online are, oh, it's going to be miserable. Um, and instead think of all the benefits. Like I'm, what are, so just like you were thinking of all the benefits of this substance, right? Shift it around and think, boy, let's let me list all the benefits of not drinking for the month of January or not, you know, doing amphetamines or heroin or whatever it is, or carbs, whatever, you know, let, let me think of all the benefits 
real benefits, not esoteric somewhere out there in, right, right. you know, you know, I'm going to lose 50 pounds before the end of the year. You're not going to do that in January. So you really need to think of the immediate benefits of, Ooh, I, you know, my stomach's going to feel a lot better every morning when I wake up. I'm not going to wake up with a headache because I, I put myself to sleep drinking. Um, you know, I'm not going to, I mean, alcohol does not help you sleep people. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Um, the, your, your quality of sleep will improve greatly without alcohol. That's right. Um, that's just science. So, so the, so the, so the process is let's go back to the car analogy is you have to see the rusty Volvo for what it is. So if you have the illusion that it's a Mercedes and it's the best thing since sliced bread and it's the best mode of transportation, and it's a luxury car even though you're getting in it and it's a terrible experience, it ends in disaster every time you end up broken down on the side of the road, but everybody tells you it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, don't you love this? So number one is seeing the Volvo for what it actually is. That's chapters four, eight through 10 and others. Yeah. And, and then when, when you've, when you see it for what it is and you've challenged those benefits that you used to see in the Volvo and you see it, oh, it's a rusty car. Then simultaneously, you should be looking over at the brand new Toyota Tacoma truck, which is what I love. And, <laughs> and you look at it and you go, that I think is better. I didn't know that was better because I was so focused on this piece of shit over here, believing that it was a Mercedes. And it's not only better it's better for who I am today, right? Because there was a time that Volvo was great. Yes. You see? Uh, yes. So there was a time yes. when it was new and you maybe a maybe you bought it used when you were like 20 years old yes. and it was so and fun. Did, and you didn't know better. And you didn't know any better. And it was a lot of fun. And you drove, rode around with your friends and it was like you were free for the first time. It was awesome. Um, but now you're 50 years old and, you know, that pickup truck is something that you'd really love today for the person that you want to be today. That's right. That's right. And we change, we evolve. And this is why 91% of all drinkers either successfully moderate and or quit yes. as they grow in age. It's why the vast majority of smokers quit smoking by the age of 50 years old. Right. You know, or or drug users. I mean, all drugs have a lifespan, an average lifespan. A tenure in your life. Yeah. And, and certain drugs have very short ones, like... You know, a Met heavy cocaine or methamphetamine, methamphetamine user, it's yeah. very short. It's maybe a few years. Um, you know, heroin's a little bit longer. Maybe it's eight, eight, nine years. Yeah, alcohol's the longest because it's most socially accepted. 20 years. Heavy alcohol use can span 20 years, but usually not longer than that. Or it goes in fits and starts, which is why you see people, oh, they put together, you know, three or four years of abstinence, going to meetings or-, or Depriving themselves. Or depriving themselves, What you know- or they, you know, and then they're back to heavy use and it's one or the other. It's this all or nothing idea. Um, your goal is to, to change your thinking about it and know that, yeah, as the person I am today, you know, heavy daily drinking is really not something I see as beneficial to my life anymore. Right. You right. know, I, we're making it sound simple because in the you, end, it is when you have the right information. Yes. Yes. Um, it really is it because really we were is. hardcore, hardcore drinkers and drug takers. Yeah, and, and we were lost. 
And deeply entrenched in AA. We were deeply entrenched in AA. We left AA and then we spent another, well, you like eight years, me, 10 years abstinent before we decided, okay, we've got it. We're, we're, we're going to try this moderation thing because all the research shows that it's, it's available. And quite frankly, it was the last vestige of AA that, that we got rid of. Yeah. We had to get rid of it. You know, so that we could truly feel free. Um, And then that was a learning process. You know, when we when we first started moderating again, you know, we had to test the waters and figure out all these things that we're telling you like. um, But it wasn't problematic. No, never, 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 because we had all we already knew we weren't we wouldn't be out of control or anything like that, like that. The out of control. All the myths were gone. Yeah, that out of control myth was debunked early on for us. I mean, um, you know, I never, never truly actually bought into the out of control part of it. Yeah. Um, so, so, all right. Well, we wish you, we're coming up on that. I think we're just over a half an hour. Um, so get your free book, get your free book. And he gave you a link at the beginning. Do we still, do we, it's free. Well, I'll give it to you. It's freebook.freedommodel.org. Um, if you see, if you're seeing this, there's, if there's a link tree, just click on the link you tree, can click on the That's link the tree way. and it, it'll give you like access to all of our, everything, everything we've talked about. It'll, yeah. it'll give you access to the free book. It'll give you access to the online program, yep. give you access to information about our coaching program where we teach you one-on-one in private sessions. Um, It'll give you access to all of the podcasts. Yes, um, everything. Where you can listen to them. Um, and I think even there's a there might even be a link to the YouTube channel. If there isn't, we'll put one on there. Um, so so yeah, if wherever you are, if there's there's probably a link that'll take you to a page which will, which will give you easy access to all the products and services that we offer. Yeah, you don't have to struggle. Not at all. And and so I hope you have a wonderful January. All right. Take care, all right, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? Well, that's why we created the non-12-step Freedom Model Coaching Program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified Freedom Model Coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. With the Freedom Model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic, and we won't tell you to go to 12-step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.